Listeners, welcome to another episode of If I Only Knew. Fred here, and today we're doing a mini episode on the state of play. For those that aren't in Australia at the moment, at the time of recording this podcast, Australia, who had virtually eradicated COVID, has made some decisions that have led to a new outbreak of very, very concerning Delta strain. And as we sit here right now, all of Australia, with the exception of Victoria, who is a gold medalist in lockdown, are in lockdown. And I wanted to get Matt's take on this because, you know, these young guys and girls and non-binary people have talked about the impact on what life looks like for them because of this. Matt's previously talked about it, changing travel plans and the idea of studying abroad. This time's a bit different because we kind of did it to ourselves. So, Matt, Welcome, mate. Good to see you again. Thanks very much, Fred. A bit of a heavy topic, a bit of a contemporary uh, news going on right now, but I'm excited to uh, give my thoughts on it. I'm giving you a position here, mate, to get on a soapbox <laughs> and to really let us know what you think. I'm going to start with a question for you, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you agree that this is a problem of our own making this time? So I have to start by saying I'm no COVID expert, Fred, because it's important to position ourselves first. We are not COVID experts. (laughs) It seems to be. We'll go far enough to say we are not experts on anything. (laughs) That's right. We aren't very much experts, but we have things to say, and that's important. Yeah. So with that said, I do feel like this has to be our own doing. And by our, the question of who is us is maybe something we'll get to, but it feels as if we've managed to contain COVID for so long, on and off with some success, some failures. How have we now got cases in almost every state, right? Um, And that feels like that has to be some kind of significant error, right? So, so yes, I think this is people's you fault. Made the mistake, mate. So who made the mistake is a big question. And again, we're not experts, but this is what I'm feeling right now. So That's I have... what I like. I like that feelings. <laughs> That's right. Very, very uh, hard to contest my feelings and they're my feelings. And so they're true. Thank you Absolute very much. Absolute truth because only you can tell us how you feel. That's exactly right. So I have two um, points of responsibility for myself. I think the first one's probably the less contentious one. And that is some kind of flaw in the COVID management plans that states have put in place. So things like who gets vaccinated, who has to wear masks, how we manage hotel quarantine, how we transport people who are COVID risks, all that kind of stuff. I've heard that there were some problems with not getting drivers vaccinated. There were some problems with uh, having different people who should have gotten tests in two states, only getting tests in one state and all that kind of stuff, right? That seemed like a problem to me and that should have been done better and i don't think that's hugely contested right like if we say it's a problem that people generally should agree been, yeah, yeah get, people generally should be vaccinated if they're in that program of managing potential covid risks that seems pretty pretty reliable the thing that might be a bit more contentious is that i personally seem to put some blame on the new south wales state government myself right now you're in sydney you're a sydney cider but in yep. victoria we've copped a lot of flack for all the lockdowns we've had you know, people people having to go at us for our economic situation people having to go at us for dictator dan and all our all our tough measures on covid personally it feels like the um shoes now on the other foot and the fact that the new south wales state government didn't lock down feels responsible for spreading COVID across different states now i might be wrong about that but that's what it feels like as a victorian where i feel like we went into lockdown early stopped cases getting out stopped other states getting infected but new south wales was hesitant and it let the delta strain get to other states that's my take on it fred 
Well, there's no doubt that the Delta strain that's currently crippling the country originated in New South Wales mm. and was avoidable because we had people engaging with foreign nationals that hadn't taken the appropriate precautions. Mm. So it's you, you can't dispute a fact. <laughs> there is a question, though, about a federal system that hasn't gotten the resources to yeah. the states they need. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not a political guy here, Matt, and, and you never guess my politics, although I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go out on a limb and tell people none of them are meeting my needs at the moment. <laughs> exactly. Right? None of them. But when you look at the idea of why didn't we mandate vaccinations mm. for key people in key roles, the answer is you can't when you don't have the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, so <laughs> I guess there's a question of responsibility just keeps on going up, doesn't it, Fred? There's, there's been a big hesitancy in Australia. I felt it at the start of the vaccine rollout myself of like, let's just wait and see how it goes in the other in the rest of the world, you know, we're really lucky in Australia. We've already got it under control. It's all okay. We don't need to rush. I think that that's certainly in hindsight, that's clearly was the wrong decision, um, the wrong approach to it. And I think that we should have been able to tell that a long time ago. It doesn't even have to have been a disaster like this now. I think that um, we we needed to do better at getting vaccines, at least for the most vulnerable and the, the most uh, um, at risk. You were, <laughs> a lot of my friends now are looking at... Um, uh, photos of friends or, or relatives or whatever it might have in England where their young people are now all vaccinated or, yep. or nearly all vaccinated and they're all going about their lives completely free um, despite the fact they have high COVID numbers. And that's a that's a baffling sight to see um, young people living their lives despite yeah. COVID. And so I think that looking at something like that, it becomes quite clear that, well, this vaccine rollout could have been done better, perhaps. Um, what could they have done better? Mm, well, <laughs> again, we are, we are not political experts, but it feels to me as if we do not have um, two things. We don't have clear information about some of the vaccines and their safeness. Now, yep. that doesn't seem to be any one person's fault. I expect that science by nature needs testing yes. and therefore information must change. I think as a public, we're not comfortable with that notion that if things do change when it comes to science. And I think we probably need to be more comfortable with that because that's just how knowledge works. You have to get more knowledge by trying things out. So that's led people to be more sceptical about the vaccines, perhaps in ways that I don't necessarily think they should be. I think the other problem with this rollout is simple access to a number of vaccines, you know, yeah. and I'm no logistical expert, but I do expect that surely Australia could have sorted out more vaccines to some capacity or another to facilitate vulnerable people and people working on the front line at the very least. I want to ask a question. Do you feel somehow cheated because there is no prospect of a vaccine for you right now. <laughs> yes, 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 I do, I think, Fred. I think that I woke up this morning and was just randomly thinking about the current political situation, and I said, I blame Gladys Berejiklian. I, I said that this morning. Before you'd even tell me this was going to be a podcast topic today, that's what I said to myself. Now, that may not be true, but that's kind of how I feel because I feel as if we didn't need to get to the point of spreading this across the country yeah. and thus have vaccines need to be a problem because to me that feels like the first instance of failure. Now that that failure has happened, there is a sense of, well, maybe we 
could have done better and therefore I need to be more frustrated at the lack of federal coordination. But I think that that problem is something that I understand less and feel is less tangible. I don't know where vaccines come from. I don't know how we make them or expect people to deliver them. So I don't know how angry I can be at someone for not giving them to me. But with all that said, I damn well like some vaccines for young people. Thank you. Well, look, if we look around the world at the moment, there was a graph put up recently where Australia is of the developed nations, <laughs> has the smallest percentage of That's people right. vaccinated. It's that. a little bit deceptive because New Zealand, Singapore, those that have taken a similar path to us have similar numbers. Hmm. Others that had a much larger death toll absolutely categorically have done more and there's an argument to say they needed to and we wanted them to be the canary in the cage right mm -hmm. because a million vaccines in the uk allow us to get a lot of data which is why our vaccine information has changed and like you i think that's a good thing and i think it's a necessary thing yeah let me tell you what really gets to me though yeah okay do you know what a medication uh warfarin is yeah i've heard of it yeah. So warfarin's a blood thinner for those that haven't heard of it. Mm. It's also the active ingredient, as I understand it, or similar to what's in rat poison that kills them. Oh. Um, now, if you have aging parents, and I have parents in my 80s, they're often on these sorts of medications, as my mother and father both are. But they are really reluctant to get the AstraZeneca vaccine mm. because of blood clots. The irony is, when you're on this medication, you are medicated against a blood clot. <laughs> it's there so you don't have a stroke, so your yeah. blood doesn't clot, go to your brain and cause a, you know, a, a cognitive episode. So people in the perfect demographic to get the vaccine available to them aren't getting it out of fear. Yeah. And I hate the word misinformation, mm. but I think there is a lot of information out there that, is contradictory. We had press conferences this week where state premiers and our prime minister are arguing over a medical fact. Yeah, yeah. So am I angry? Absolutely. I will say this, I'm doubly vaccinated with the Pfizer vax. Mm. I've had no ill effects at all. Yeah. My mobile phone does keep sticking to my arm, but I don't <laughs> think that's a problem, is it? Um, should we, should we can't be joking about these things, Fred. We can't joke about them. I get FM radio through my teeth, but that's okay. I'm doubly vaccinated. And there was one instance in Sydney of a party with 30 people, Matt. I don't know if yeah, you've seen I think I have heard of this. Keep talking on it. I reckon 30 I people at a party. 24 of them got the Delta strain. Six who were vaccinated, no infection. Yeah, yeah, I have heard of this. In Israel right now, the government is begging people your age to go and get vaccinated. Mm. Okay? Lots of parts of the world are relying on the AstraZeneca vaccine for people your age because the odds of the blood clot issue are lower than the odds of having a blood clot if you're on the contraceptive pill. So women are gambling with this every day, but the, the idea that a couple of men could die when the odds are four or five yeah. times higher, all of a sudden it's this huge panic. Yeah, yeah. I can't speak to vaccines. We're not experts on anything. And I don't even begrudge our federal government for putting all of their eggs in one basket. However, now that we know there are better options, hustle, hustle, hustle. Mm. Okay. Mm. Incur the cost to allow us to live better. So... I guess what I'm most angry about is 18 months after the fact, have we learned nothing? Yeah, yeah, and I feel and the same way. any other job, if you keep making the same mistakes, you lose your job. Hmm. 
I don't have a particular take on any of the state premiers or chief ministers because I think their perfect or imperfect systems are being hampered by an absence of the best intervention possible at the moment, which is vaccine. Mm-hmm. Matt, is this lockdown that's going on everywhere else going to affect your life across the next two weeks? Me personally? Well, Victoria's just coming out of our semi-lockdown, so I think uh, I'm going to hope, bloody well hope we don't go back for it, I've got to say. Um, I expect it will affect my life because for that very reason. I expect that we will have a much slower exiting of our, um, of our current lockdown. I'm allowed to currently play basketball, for example, but we are allowed no spectators, so zero spectators. Yeah. And you know, minor inconvenience, really. But it's just those little things. And and without COVID, my life would be better, as you say. And I think that it will be a much longer time until we reach that better life with the current situation. So that will definitely affect my life. I think the difference, perhaps, as you've pointed out, Fred, is perhaps it isn't just what we have to deal with. Perhaps there was a way to avoid this in the first instance. And in fact, it yeah. seems as if there probably was. And that's the uh, the real point that deserves interrogation i think yeah if i was being a nihilist i'd say we have to get it right because delta is not the last variant we'll see yeah yeah and it scares the shit out of me matt Mm -hmm. because this is the first time they've talked about young people getting sick yeah so i hope that by september october we can safely say you got your second dose, Matt. Good mm. to go. Mm. Your girlfriend's got a second dose. And we can go and be like, you know, some of the, the festivals that they've done in the UK, the European League for Soccer, where they can have people yeah. with vaccines yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. Broadway's opened up. They're all vaccinated. Yeah. So, look, it's a mini episode, guys. I want to ask one question, Matt. I know you're studying this part of the world, this part mm-hmm. of uh, human uh, endeavour. Do you believe the current circumstance will result in a change in the current prime minister? Ah, <laughs> the the cynicist in me says it will not, Fred, because I feel as if Scott Morrison has somehow managed to ride out the most egregious of scandals in the last three years or so. Will he be voted out at the next election? is another question, but I'm pretty confident his party won't get rid of him for the moment, at least. He managed to write out the bushfires and the sexual assault scandals in Canberra. I I think it must take a monumental effort to get him out of office at the moment, it feels like. Well, for those that are betting on the outcome that he won't be, and you're looking for that monumental effort, just remember Barnaby Joyce returned to the Deputy Prime <laughs> Minister. And again, don't guess at my politics, people, because you probably get it wrong. Mate, a fantastic little, uh, little segue into the frustrations mm. of lockdown X.0. I don't exactly. even know what number we're exactly. up to. It's been different for you than me. This one's got me scared and worried. It's going to hurt a lot of people. Economically, it's going to hurt a lot of people. From five coffee shop options, madam, down to one. That means four businesses that we're employing people on one street don't exist anymore. Listeners, we'll be on to different topics. We we want to make you laugh and smile as much as we make you think. And, uh, well, hopefully we we haven't made anybody cry yet. (laughs) I don't think so. 
not on the podcast. I know that our likes and subscribes are still really important to us, Matt. We're going for mm. 2,000 subscriptions mm. by the end of August, and I think we're about a quarter of the way there. So, people, let your friends know. Please feel free to join us next week as we dive into other topics that have the generations befuddled, bemused, <laughs> beguiled, and just downright confused. Matt, thank you again for some of your best work. Oh, thank you very much, Fred. It's always exciting. And we will talk to you all next week from the guys at If I Only Knew. See you, everyone. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a Better Pod Group production, with special thanks to our researcher, Nicola Binks, executive producer, Matt Lanch, the providers of our theme song, with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is this podcast considered treatment, and in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can, through 000 or Lifeline 13 11 14. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes, and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts of theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copywritten material is, of course, the copyright of the copyright owner and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Bed Pod Group Productions and tune in to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.